Alright, I am recording. Yeah, so uh, basically, uh, I'm a I'm a dum-dum, and I forgot to record our last session. So we're going to have, what is what, what are we going to call this? Um, the Meta Discussion Podcast Extraordinaire for Decisive no, Talks. I'm going to break notes then. The yeah, you can, you can break it. Tavern chat. There we go. The decisive toss tavern chat. That kind of actually rolls off the tongue, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. Um, so I don't know if Akira is going to join us, and Tara is supposed to be joining us someday. But we can go ahead. Um, we can go ahead and start. Oh, it looks like Tara's on her way right now. I'm going to text her back. I'm going to go get a drink real quick. If we're... You got five seconds. That's it. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> Good job, hon. Blasted that. I'm just I, maybe I should read that aloud for the podcast. <laughs> uh, babies are beautiful, and everything associated with babies are beautiful too. And my baby's the most beautiful of them all. I'm not biased. Testing? Oh, it's like really quiet? Testing? Hello? Hi. Why does it say you're talking? What? Can you... Hang on. Can you hear me? Oh, hold on. She's probably got a Bluetooth device or something. Yeah, is that ready now? No. Just put some headset on or something. Try your blue one. Uh, open up your surface. Why is it not working? I don't know why. Well, this is an exciting, you know. <laughs> hey, Tara, what's up? Hi. Uh, I was trying to do it with my computer, but. It's not recognizing the internet or something. Yeah, Erica is not able to join for some reason, so I'm probably going to restart the recording because we don't need all this. This is nothing. We didn't actually start when we were going to. This so. is vital, I'm sure. No. Are we talking about this, the Spectrum Serpents taking over that major city? Which what? <laughs> you know, like five chromatic dragons known as the, the, the Spectrum Serpents. Oh, boy. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Woo! Alright, so everyone, welcome to, to, what was it, Tavern Talk? Ooh, that's even yeah. better. Well, <laughs> Decisive Toss Tavern Talk, your source for meta stuff things. Anyway, minus Mandingo, because he's a turd. Uh, we can trash on him, because he's not here, right? That's how it works. Wait, are <laughs> we recording right now? Yeah, we're recording right now. Okay. I was wondering if, if we were going to re restart. No, I was going to, but you know what? Screw it. This is going on the interwebs for everyone to hear me bitching at my wife like a... Wait, I shouldn't have said that word. Uh, sorry! Hey, these episodes are marked explicit, so it's fine. Yeah, that... <laughs> that makes it better, right? Not to be rude, but you suck. Yeah. Derogatory terms are not acceptable, Jeff. You have a child. You should know this. Okay. Uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and get uh, started. So basically, my role in this, I'm going to try, is to really not talk much at all. I'm going to help kind of guide the conversation through the events of the episode. Um, but you guys are welcome to basically just take over and kind of talk about what happened and then what you guys thought, uh, both in character and out of character, and try to just paint a, a little bit of a picture for um, 
Austin slash Corin so that uh, he can get a recap, and then all of our wonderful listeners so that they know what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's at least there's there's at least we get one play on every single episode, and you might think it's Corin, but you know I think his doesn't count. I think there's someone else there. So thank you, mystery listener. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and start. I'll uh, I'll give you guys just a real quick rundown um, that you guys you started off uh, right in front of Lady Jaron Ja in uh, the Manor of the Estate, and she asked what you'd like to do. Uh, so with that, you guys go ahead and kind of take over. What do you think? What happened? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Well, I've got my notebook in front of me. That kind of was the basic highlights of the session. Well, yeah, I mean, but uh, we're going to kind of go through timestamp by timestamp and talk about stuff yeah. as yeah. as it for, happened. But for about 34 minutes, exactly. we deliberated amongst ourselves in a side room. Yep. <laughs> and like five minutes of that, Jeff and I went into a side conversation to figure out what my character knew. <laughs> and the rest of us continued to play in game without you for a while. Oh, yeah, so that even is, if that is also true. Even if I yeah, were recording. What did you guys do during that? Yeah. Uh, talked a little bit about bass fishing. Carlos. Um, yeah, Carlos was asking me questions about God, that. Dang it. Uh, Honey, we can barely hear you. That's better. A little bit better, and there's like a echo. Uh, Silly question. When you're recording a session and you pull a player into a side conversation, does the recording pick up the main group or does it follow you? Just me. Okay. Hun, can you enable push to talk or something? Anyway, you guys, sorry, keep talking. What did you, what did we talk about your feelings? How did that make you feel? Yeah, because doesn't really know any of you. <laughs> I think, uh, and Dingo, since not here, was definitely interested in taking the money. Oh, yeah, definitely. Abacus was too. <laughs> Kara was kind of interested, but also didn't want to have to deal with repercussions of that. Sebastian knew not to trust her once she dropped his uncle's name. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. What's yeah, uh? What was you... suspicious. She was just gonna like turn on us anyways, and the money was a lie anyway. What Tara? Uh, what do you mean by um? You, you mentioned uh, you didn't really want to get involved. What do you mean by that? Well, I just, um, about, like, having, like, chosen the supposed leader for this, this place, and, and then having things maybe go downhill around here, and ultimately hurting ourselves in the end. Okay. Um, I don't know, she just doesn't seem like a very trustworthy person, I don't feel like she would, uh. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? In the future dealings, there would be less opportunities in general. Uh, so, so uh, more question. Jaron, uh, Kron, Veyron, are those your names or are those actual D&D names? Nope, no, this is all homebrew. Okay, I wasn't, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know enough about, like, City or in D and D to know the difference. I mostly know three dwarves. Yeah, no, they're uh, um, it's a homebrew three houses. Uh, they're actually uh, all originally related, is the the meta knowledge there, which I think I've mentioned to the group maybe once because they rolled high enough on history. Um, but yeah, no, basically, basically, um, Neverwinter had its disaster several centuries ago. So this is this is set. This is a homebrew Faerun and Sword Coast and everything, but basically it's set a little bit more in the future than you generally would have Faerun. But basically Neverwinter has kind of recovered from some of its its disasters a little bit, but in the wake of trying to recover, um, several relatives, basically uh, um, these, these, these individuals that were siblings started their own houses. Uh, they got into a big, nasty inter... inter in, in their own house, their own uh, line... Um, they got into a big nasty fight over some of the, the 
you know, stuff that basically came from their, their, their father or whatever. Um, but anyway, the gist of that kind of gla glazing over a lot of that, they ended up forming three houses. They actually rose to power um, because they started getting political sway in the city because the city was full of a bunch of people and guilds and things that were like, hey, we're not, we need, we need better stuff. Uh, and the, the government itself wasn't able to provide at the time. Um, or just they wanted to, they wanted power and money themselves or whatever the reasons were, their motives. They varied between the houses and the, the city itself. Anyway, uh, so those, those three have now, it's been, you know, like a century or two that those, those houses have basically been around and now they've come to being basically the primary powers of everyone or itself. Um, so that's kind of the gist of it. All that meta for you. Mm -hmm. Alright, uh, is there anything else anybody wants to comment about our conversation in this, this Yeah, so what, what happened after you guys? You guys decided no. Uh, uh, I have, uh, well, we went back to the Strong Maiden, uh, Ab Abacus hired a companion Akira, what were you saying, Akira? Well, we first found out that, so... I can't remember the empire that's been like taking over or whatever. We talked Rastallion? about that. Yep. Yeah, and we ended up telling her about that. And then we, because mm -hmm. that was like why we were thinking like, oh, we need to do this for the betterment of the city. And then she's like, oh, I'm already actually like in dealings with them essentially and already on good terms with them. Like she's been trading with them. Yeah, we were trying to see if she would be interested in aligning, basically. But. I mean, I, I did appreciate her her line about well, of course we care about the people because that is where our, where we get our money from. When I come, wait, this is a, this is a fantasy world. Rich people don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was surprised that she was aligned with this empire I've, I've just now heard about. That's been pushing north. Yeah, actually, north that's north. another thing. Is I, I'd say technically your character would have heard of that empire. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the, yeah, I'm just saying, me the player. Right, I, right, right. Yeah, you weren't around when they, they came out of the sewers to a town crier telling about the newly formed Rustalian Empire. Waterdeep is essentially not a city-state anymore and all that. Um, it kind of fun drinking from the fire hose of lore. That <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drinking from the fire hose of lore. That's great. I also appreciate you calling my homebrew a fire hose of lore. Makes me feel good. <laughs> I I will say that's something from like my perspective is homebrewing is is crazy and terrifying in some ways, but it's also a lot so of fun. fun. Yeah, there's a lot you can do, um, and it's really fun to craft a story. And uh, yeah, anyway, well, I'll I'll say before you guys move on to the strong maiden. Sorry to cut you off earlier, Abacus. The the last thing I'll say is there was one more phrase she said as you left. Um, as the, the door was closing, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, you know, as the door was closing, she called out to, to Sebastian or Morthal and said, Oh, by the way, Morthal, do tell your uncle I said hi. Oh, you know, I did I forgot about that line. Yeah, and that's Which when the doors closed and you guys hand. were dropped out of the, uh, dropped out of the, or left, basically taken out of the estate and left out in front of the front gate. You thought you had a long walk ahead of you. Thankfully, they had grabbed your cart. Thankfully, somebody in the party got us a cart. Yeah. But, I was about to, like, for no apparent reason, turned into an orc. Turned into a what? Half an orc. Oh, yeah, that's right. And tried to oh, put my name with his grandpa. Yeah. No, he didn't, he didn't try. He succeeded. Let's be... He did, yeah. yeah I mean, Ningo thought his grandpappy was back from the grave. <laughs> so, in... In meta, the reason why Sebastian did that was he's terrified of being found by his uncle. And so anything that he can disguise himself with, he uses. So is that why he was shifty around town last episode? I mean, two episodes ago? He's shifty in town all the time. <laughs> so yes. He's a bit of a shifty... Yeah, yeah sure. and then sure and then since we're doing meta, since we're doing meta, 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 I always say it wrong. Um, 
uh, you know, a while ago, he dropped, he name dropped he, to, to get to get into the mahogany theater. He was like, "I'm Morthal Brightside," and I'm sitting there as the DM, furiously writing, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've always got the right side of life. Yeah. So, so his day of drinking after that night was worth it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, you guys got your uh, your cart went back to the strong maiden. Sorry, then you can continue, Abacus. Oh no, I was just going off with the next thing in my notes. Uh, so yeah, strong maiden. I hired a companion for the evening for conversation massage, and Mandingo hired a bunch to give them the night off. Yeah, yeah, Meta, I mean, I guess you in character you guys wouldn't really know, but he, he hired like eight different ladies of the evening, um, or features as the strong maiden calls them, to... Uh, Maybe they and, enjoy their job. Yeah, well, that's that's actually the thing. Honestly, Meta, that I, yeah. this wasn't like an illegal under-the-ground brothel. This is like a legitimate business that some of these women actually really like their job. Um, I mean, because that's a thing in real life. There's people that work at brothels and strip clubs and stuff that enjoy their jobs. It's much rarer, but I, the the idea okay, being that I'm not, you know, I've I've promised to stay away from certain topics, and this is okay. brothels are not one of those topics in the sense that they are completely consensual and a dis, uh, chosen um, trade for these these people, both men, women, and uh, non-gender specific or even uh, of a androgynous nature. Um, so yeah, that that was anyway. So he hired people specifically to give them the night off. They came to the to the room, and he's like, "Oh, just take the night off. I'm going to sleep. You can stay if you want, but I'm going to sleep." <laughs> so yeah, I uh, okay. Yeah. So how many did stay the, the night, DM? <laughs> uh, well, I don't I don't ever go closed doors on those situations. Sorry. Um, I I it's I have a, a strict policy of not describing any sort of. Uh, scene of that nature uh just okay, as, not actually for scene i'm just like I, I wasn't expecting anything more they just hung out in a room for a few hours or did um yeah some of them some of them played cards some of them played some cards they had some fun playing cards and uh just kind of laughing and enjoying uh and whether he furnished for drinks or not is yeah. you know how because they probably would have stayed for some drinks or something because they're some of them are friends so i, I think it makes sense seems like a, a good a good uh way to do it that and i think i will say that at least one of them went back to work to yeah. because they're getting paid for that evening yeah. already right and if they go and get they're another client paid. they're going to get double paid so they're they're yeah. like yeah yeah what when yeah when mandingo said said that he was giving him the night off i didn't expect him to be doing anything with that anyway yeah, he fell asleep. They played yeah. cards in the room, but he fell asleep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what else? Uh, let's see. I don't. Was there any other like strong maiden things that happened? I can't recall. My next note is Tara Noche going to the college in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, she she slipped off early in the night. Like she slipped off as soon as they would have opened. Um, but even before then, she was kind of because she she. Being a drow, she only has to meditate for four hours a night rather than like the yeah. full long rest. So um, she took her, I think it's a total of six hours for them or something, and then just took off and uh, waited for the uh, House of Knowledge to open. Side note, I'm doing a cur- I'm joining a Curse of Strahd game, and I think I'm going to play an elf just so I only have to sleep for <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> paranoid. Ah, like, you're doing Curse of Strahd. I have that book, and I want to uh-huh. DM it so bad. So bad. Yeah. But I don't have time. Someday, though, I will. I bought it specifically not because I knew I had time right now, but because I knew I'd have time in the future. <laughs> Someday, when I'm, like, 50. <laughs> We're uh, all going to get back you, together and do Curses Drawn. <laughs> if, if you do ever do it and do the Death House, I recommend we make a few changes before you run Yeah, the no, there's definitely, there's definitely changes yeah. I've seen online. But anyway, sorry, getting back on topic. Yeah. Um, other people, you've been kind of quiet, Akira, Sebastian, Tara... So after that, we had the, the... Yeah, Tara, you took off to the House of Knowledge. Why don't you tell us what you want to tell us about that? Um, I'm so curious. She doesn't have to say anything. She doesn't want to. I, I well, I feel like a little bit I want to come out more in, in game. Then do that. Then um, just don't say anything. I, I'm, I'm currently working on learning new skills. So my player is developing. That's why she... That's... That's why she was okay with staying at the brothel, guys. Is she's she's terrible. <laughs> uh, 
what is your subclass? Are you arcane trickster? Nope. No, I am um, okay. assassin. Assassin. Okay. Are she you will... considering a level dip? I mean, abacus can help you depending. Let, on she will say as much as she wants. Don't pressure her. I'm just throwing out roleplay suggestions. <laughs> she has she has roleplay uh, thoughts and options. Anyway, I'll let her talk. Yeah. I'll shut up. But yeah, so basically, uh, she wanted to go when no one else was going, which is why she went early. Because I think I think Tara's a little bit. Um, she likes to look really good at things. Like since she joined this group, she's always been like really good at being a rogue. So. Mm -hmm. Learning something new is rather intimidating in the sense of, like, I, I, she doesn't want anyone to see her altering at it in the group. Um, so, I understand that from a real perspective. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's kind of, like, being secretive about it until until tomorrow. All right. Yeah, I can dig it. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. After that, uh, the party came and kind of met up with her. Um and eventually you guys made your way over to, to Lord Neverember. The, the map. Yeah, tell yeah, me. Tell me about that experience. <laughs> I was blind. I had no idea where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The map was a little a little hard because they couldn't actually see it, and I, I'm really bad at understanding yeah. it without visuals. Yeah, and now that I know what to expect, I, uh, at some point I need your help catching up on a flowchart map, and, or maybe I just grab a piece of paper right now and do a flowchart map when we get to the dungeon crawl section of our recap. Well, and I'll also say that the, like, meta, I don't plan for everything to always be mapless. It's just when, like, this is something that I probably would have drawn or con uh, constructed some stuff out of the tiles if we were doing it in person. But making a map for digital is the most tedious bullcrap thing ever, and I'm sick it of it. It's so it's stupid. So Someone has not made a freaking tool. Like, if I could actually develop, I would literally develop it because I'm so sick. Like, there's some tools out there that are getting more, like, just click and go, like that MPUI, but they also kind of look like garbage, and... <laughs> could also just like make a paint map and then, like, screen share. No, but that's the problem is it doesn't... It, it... Like, it, I it want grids. Good. All I want are grids. Like, mm -hmm. give me a grid and a quick where I can brrr, just like with. Doesn't this look good? I mean, like you would sketch out quick maps for us in person. I know. I just the MPUI thing is the closest to that, but it doesn't allow tokens. Like, uh, sorry, it does. It allows tokens, but not custom tokens. So it's got a bunch of tokens, yeah. but not custom ones. Um, I so know. there was some kind of discrepancy with the map, though, and I I didn't totally catch on to what it was, except that it was a discrepancy. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, my. Actual using MP, that thing you were describing, and we would crash it because we would all start moving our tokens oh. and it just handle it. Okay. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing. Well, and I honestly, what I want is MPUI, but just to make the freaking map, <laughs> like, and then I can export it. Well, and that's the other thing is trying to get so roll twenty. I don't even bother with uh, grids on the VTT anymore because they're just. Anyway, you can't ever line it up. Okay, we're getting off topic. Let's get back. Um, so, the, yeah, the map. Uh, do you guys want to describe the scene, the situation, or? Uh, in, the, the, in the map room? Y yeah, talking with Lord yeah. Neverember. Uh, I mean, all I remember is Lord Neverember and some guards looking over a map, and then we, I, I tagged Terra Noche with a, a message spell to, like, hey, should we the Lord about Lady Jeron approaching us and her relationship to the Empire, Rastallion Empire. Hmm. And I said, yeah. <laughs> and so we did. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, and then. <laughs> and then. If you say that one more time, and then, and then, and then, and then. Um, uh, yeah, no, that was. That was Pretty much what I remember, um, and then you guys. There was one more detail, though. While we were still in the place. Yep, with Lord Neverember. Well, I just I remember there was like a map discrepancy with the castle, but. I oh, I that's what you're talking about. I couldn't understand what you're talking about with discrepancy. 
Um, map discrepancy yeah, with the castle. Kind of that was that was well. If you pay attention, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you see, key what happened was when you. So what happened was is the the ground floor and some of the upper floors seemed to to make kind of some sense, but looked maybe some dated. And there was there was like some erasure marks, like where stuff had been erased and redrawn and rewritten elsewhere. And um, the basement, however, there was a discrepancy with the 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 ingress and egress to the basement and that there was they couldn't actually find where it lined up and they didn't have a clear picture of like what the basement and anything below would look like um so that was the discrepancy with the maps was was that the point you were wondering if we remembered no that was not there was something else because okay. the only other thing that i can remember or to even think of was as we were leaving Sebastian cast message to talk about Liliana. Up the veil. Exactly. Sebastian. Jacob knows. So yeah, basically Sebastian cast message to Lord Neverember and let him know of um, uh, Liliana Silverhand uh, that, that you guys had potentially run into her. Uh, that she was... that Because of the... Because remember you notified him also of the, the hostile takeover of Waterdeep, which he was not aware Oh, I know I don't remember that because I don't know who Liliana Silverhand is, so my brain just like, well, that's... Oh, that's right. Quill, Quill joined after, yep. Yeah, there's part of that fire hose of lore. Um, yeah, so so anyway, uh, well, just to no, give you... Quill, Quill was there when we ran into Liliana. Oh, he was? Oh, wait, yeah. Bro. Well, fine. Yeah, but... Right after the bullets. He apparently was wasn't. right before Corrin That's left true. Him. Yep, yep, oh. yep. Oh, oh, that's a dwarf lady. Sorry, it, it wasn't the dwarf lady. It was dwarf lady was her her one of her uh, soldiers, guards, cohorts, however you want to call it. But to be fair, Sebastian's the only one that knows her name. That's that's yeah. true. In character, he was, was the only one. I didn't know the name, but I assumed it was probably. Well, and she never actually divulged. FYI, Meta, uh, and in character, she never divulged her name, and she never said she was. She said Liliana Silverhand would be grateful. So you don't know sure. if you actually spoke well, to Liliana. Really up for that conversation? Huh? You were not. That was a message conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But at any rate, so yeah, Sebastian yeah. notified uh, uh, Lord Neverember. Well, you guys, I think even he said that verbally something about the the hostile takeover Waterdeep, and he was not aware of that. And then you messaged him about Liliana, and he indicated that he was very good friends with her and you saw him some guards he motioned to some guards and spoke with some guards you saw guards taking off running in another direction as you guys left left uh never remember manor ah. uh yeah so like, oh go I, ahead yeah i mean side note like if my character doesn't have knowledge of it i typically or isn't part of an interaction i typically don't jot a note down about yeah, that yeah yeah unless i think it's really important Did someone else have something to say no? Okay. Uh, so yeah, ne next up, what uh, would you guys do after that? I have one poster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tell us about that. Uh, the one poster for the... For him... Himo? Himo. Himo? Himo. Yeah, that's right. So I said in my head. Yeah. Uh, drow, some facial piercings male drow. I, I remember asking if Terra Noche if it was a friend of her and the answer back was maybe? <laughs> sure, she would certainly like to be friends. He's pretty. Oh yeah, he's, he's a good looking good looking drow. You like them piercings? Well, I'll tell you where else yeah, he is. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you got a wanted poster, which actually that's in the in-character chat, so Corin, you can uh -huh. look at that as well. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you guys... Group, does the rest of the group, like, recognize this person at all? Like... In character? No. I don't think any of you guys recognize him, right? No. I, I know that Sebastian hasn't ran across very many drow, so... Um, but yeah. He's tall for a drow. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just a, it's just a drow. It's that drow's thing. He's a... That's, uh -huh. He's known as the tall drow. I don't know. Uh... All right, but next up, you guys had a, a small uh, small run-in with the Kron guard. Uh, we'll kind of gloss over this. Um, oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so you guys, uh, I think, 
Abacus, you we'll just gloss over this. Abacus, you kind of talked your talked your way, showed your that you lived in the Kron district, and so they kind of allowed the, the group through. Card. Yeah, your library card, <laughs> um, and then they ended up kind of begrudgingly allowing the rest to go through. Um, uh, silly question. Why why did you pick the Kron district for Abacus? That's just because that was the closest to House of Knowledge I had. <laughs> um, it it seemed to make the most sense as far as just a, a like a standard kind of living. It was either that, because my idea also is that the House of Knowledge has a bigger, I've mentioned this in the game, the House of Knowledge has a bigger entrance into the Kron District than it does in Neverwinter. The Neverwinter District's more of like a back entrance. Um, so it's kind of more along those lines, but yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and Kron Kron's also like, a much more less much less squalor and much more middle of the road living situation anyway. So the house of knowledge would probably be able to furnish that, and they have you know pretty good protection and stuff from uh, being attached to that district. But anyway, um, yeah. So then you guys went through. Uh, you crossed out of Kron district into the Veyron district. You saw one of the like the Veyron guards were all looking confused. I'm just glossing over to get to some of this part because I want to try and hit this the castle before have you guys talk about the castle. Uh, one of the guards ran off. Uh, they were looking all confused, and they didn't even approach you, the Veyron. So the Kron approached you. The Veyron was like, what? What's going on? And then one of them ran off. Uh, and then you guys uh, came up to the gate, and it uh, squealed open. Um, yeah, you guys want to talk about the castle experience? There was sound difficulty. <laughs> there was sound yeah. difficulty? Hey, now. No, I, no it was cool, but uh, for those of us that could hear the music, the, the low office music it was good also Kira we haven't heard from you in a while her mic's muted I know she's got like a uh, uh, echo going on yeah, I'm here. okay what, um, what? I honestly didn't remember what birds were saying so you know no that's fine but what about the castle Abigus was failing his investigation checks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just a bad series of roles, really. I know. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we got all those out of the way because you don't want those. I was those really next. glad we didn't really get into big combat. Yeah. <laughs> right. For a bit there, the way you were describing the place, I thought we were in Axelon home from a Dragon of Ice Icefire Peak. How so? Uh, just, just the the way you were describing the first floor, kind of walking down a hallway. Oh, yep, yeah. Turret, and then kind of there being a chamber, and then the throne room to the back. I mean, it's pretty standard fortress construction, I, so. Yeah, I'm just like, wait, is he reusing that map? No, no, I'm not reusing that one. Um, I. Did, uh, did the party ever make it to the actual home? Nope, they saw it in the distance and didn't care, so. Yeah. Is that how we roll? Yeah. Uh, I was did much other stuff. Yeah, I was so excited for that one, and then <laughs> I dro I dropped the the plot hook, and then they're just like, oh, cool, and they just turn around and go the other way. <laughs> it's like, oh god, <laughs> I'll find a way. Some it'll come back in. Don't you? You guys just wait. Um, anyway, but uh, it's uh, yeah. So which I mean, it's fine. That's just like the the nature things. But no, this one's not a rehash of that. This is its own yeah. thing. You guys will figure out what's going on soon enough um but yeah so you guys made your way i guess it, if you guys want to say anything i mean what what did you think about the atmosphere though like how, describe the atmosphere it was, good. it was very like dark and ominous the whole entire time were you guys were you guys like afraid at all or worried of things i was, I was getting really nervous about the whole sigil situation yeah and i didn't know whether we should like do something to stop it. Yeah, describe what that what happened so that Corin knows it's... Was running down the stairs the correct answer? Um, well, I mean, I don't know that I can answer that, because you're still in the middle of the, the, the dungeon. No, no, no. You, you, you can tell us that. We won't, we won't metagame it. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, so here's what I'm telling you. 
you should go just stand in front of it forever, Abacus. Okay. <laughs> and it won't blow up like it did on somebody that was coming no, I'm just I'm telling you what the proper thing to do is. Just uh, listen to your, <laughs> your meta DM and then don't don't metagame whatever you do. I, I assume the explosion... Has the quadruple reverse psychology set in yet? <laughs> I, I don't I don't even know anymore. You're good. good. <laughs> no, I have to say like the the whole like sense of a timer just made me think of like the start of Jacob's campaign and I was getting real nervous because it's something really terrible. Yeah. You all have one minute to get through the rest of this dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, no, but yeah, I guess since none of you have described what exactly happened, so Corrin's aware, as you guys were traversing from the first ground floor to the second, or sorry, ground floor, the first basement to the second basement, the one below the first basement, we're going down. As they were going down, uh, Mandingo uh, stepped onto a step and heard a loud click. He did not do anything, he just yelled everyone, freeze, and uh, he got blasted. He was able still to dodge pretty effectively, uh, but he, it was a fire trap, uh, and there was a... a um, sort of uh, fire sigil on the wall of some kind, or some I sort of glowing sigil. Than I am. Given how he described his action, I would have had him roll dexterity at disadvantage, because he said he was holding his foot down. I know. I, I had uh, I had um, some contingencies already in place, actually, whether it was going to, like, kind of what actions that he... Anyway, it, it, it was... It all went uh, well, but he ended up succeeding uh, for his own benefit, so he only he, he only took 12 points of fire damage um, as it blasted, and then as they were kind of walking past, they saw that there was this strange circle of almost like a countdown nature uh, around the sigil on the wall where the, the fire, there's like a nozzle where the fire came out. Um, and uh, that was that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, yeah, and then uh, what uh, what happened? Or no, this was... This, sorry, this was on from second to third. Yeah, this was right as you guys got to third. So the third level basement, third level down. Uh, why don't you guys describe that? Uh, okay. Uh, is this down the stairs to the landing zone with the floor grate, or is this after that? Because I had a door with iron chain, uh, tear unlocked, downstairs to the landing zone with floor grate, study room, floor doors, grate? and desk, uh, mild rusty dagger and desk, I don't know that there's a floor gate grate. I don't know what you're referring to there. I might have misheard something. I don't know. There was there was a whole lot of room description going on. Yeah. Um, it might have been the grate and the door, like the wind, the little viewport. Oh, okay. Maybe. I, I, I think. Yeah. Door grate, floor grate. I don't know. What do you guys remember? I don't remember much of it. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. I remember. I just remember the ending because it's. The well, I'm trying to kind of get there. Me. Yeah, I'm trying to get there, but y'all are there. Are... No, I remember I remember going into the room with the furniture and then Mandingo. Yeah, magic countdown clock sigil. Oh, actually, before the sigil. Yeah, speaking of furniture, the room was some, some of the room with furniture. What, uh, so, uh, Abacus, what was the, the phrasing you used on that when you found a, an item? Oh, yeah, I attempted to <laughs> Dagger. I attempt to remove the dagger, and then Mandingo comments, you know you've been playing D&D much longer than us when you say things like, I attempt to remove the dagger. <laughs> uh, so true. And, it, and, it, and it's funny, it's like it's just such a natural thing for me to say without uh -huh. play these past yeah. three months that it's just like, I don't even think <laughs> I know. It's funny because like, they, like, I, I, I don't use a, not that I'm never going to, but I don't use a lot of those gotchas. And they're, yeah. anyway, not from a, I'm against them by any means. But I just mean to say that I haven't used them a lot to where the party's not afraid of them to an extent, so they don't use phrases like that. Um, I think the closest fun one was uh, way back in the Shrine of Savras. Uh, they find this hole underneath the altar, and like, Mandingo's like, I stick, I, he's like, uh, I stick my hand in it. I'm like, e that's it? You just stick your hand? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, he's, and I was like, are you sure? And he's like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> uh, anyway. After they cleared out the orcs? Yeah, this is in the, right. the altar room. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so you guys, let's just kind of, so we, again, we went past the, the, the it, was, it was the furniture where you attempted to remove the dagger, then it was down the stairs, you hit the fire sigil, and then it was at the, this is at the third basement floor now. 
Uh, what do you guys remember about that room? This is the last room where the session ended. What do you guys remember about that room? Uh, so, I mean, it, I, I like the thematic of the, the furniture being uh, wedged up against the door, clearly trying to hold something. <laughs> that, me looking at, after we get the furniture cleared, me looking inside the next room and just seeing the sharp bestial claw slashes in the wood and the stone. That, that was just yeah. really dramatically. My guess is werewolf? I don't I, I have to say, like, I think the funniest part for me was, like, Mandingo goes to look through it and he just sees another door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's, like... I'll I'll describe it visually for Corin. Yeah, so Mandingo like spends time clearing all this furniture as the party kind of looks around the room a little bit, um, investigates the room. So they they all find kind of scuff marks of the furniture moving toward to all be piled in front of this door. Mandingo moves all the furniture over. Then there's a door there, and then it's got one of those little like viewport things. And so he opens the little door, and he's like, I look through, and I was like, You see another door? It's closed. <laughs> he's like, Damn it. <laughs> And so then he takes like his, his axe and like pokes or something, sticks a sword and pokes it through and breaks it open. Uh, and then yeah. And then after that, that's when he looks into the hallway and there is a another stairwell descending down, um, ever, ever darker than before with large gashes and scrapes along all the walls and the ceiling and the floor and the steps uh, just leading up to the, to the door. And uh, yeah, why don't you guys describe kind of what happened next? No, we I just just there. Huh? So we were just about to go inside. Right. We went outside and closed the door behind us and nothing <laughs> else happened. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, it's <laughs> not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> what happened was we got down there and we heard a clip, like a bunch of I wanna, noise. I want to stop you real quick. First, yeah, we, we, Mandingo opened the door. Yes. Then we this did happened. Not go down the next stairs. Yeah. We had just come down from the. the Sorry. No. Floor. Yeah. Yeah. We came down, but I'm just letting you know. All the furniture's moved aside. Mandingo saw this. He opened the door, and as he opened the door, Sebastian continue or Jacob continue. Sorry. Um. Then, there's a bunch of commotion up from where the sigil was. Fire and explosion. This guy comes down on fire and then another person comes over out of nowhere and like puts him out and then we're just getting surrounded by all these people and I'm assuming they have pokey or sharp things pointed at us. <laughs> like 20 J-Ron guards. Yeah, over over then... 20 J-Ron guards in their, their purple tapestries. Or sorry, purple tunics. And then three figures that are not wearing Jeron guard attire come and I will let the DM oh you want to let me yeah so it was uh, three individuals that were clearly not Jeron and uh, one of them steps forward two of them appear to be more of like a guard status for the th the, th the third individual third individuals in the middle uh, appears to be dressed of a, a higher echelon uh, that individual steps forward and says ah nephew it's so good to see you again and that's where we ended it. So, so it's his uncle and two other guards. Correct. Or aunts, remember what we said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah or aunt. Nephew, we... <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually both. They had a weird magical accident where they got fused together. It's a weird situation. Yeah, we're at Warforge. Oh, gosh. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was, that was the, uh, the... So what did you guys think about the ending? And you're killing me. Yeah. They're good cliffhangers. Like the, those are key moments to have cliffhangers. Yeah. It, it, there are times where the cliffhangers work really well in this group, and it's almost because of the shorter, shorter sessions where it's just like, I think they'll get to this. And then I like, kind of create a thing that has a really good, I'm like, ooh, they're getting close, they're getting close, and then I kind of try to speed you guys up just a tiny bit so that I can, I can have the cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, Tara, what were you saying? I said it was very frightening. Yeah. Yeah. What are you guys thinking about the future? Is there any thoughts you want to share? I think that we'll all become great friends down here. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> convince them to come with us. Get out together. All 
and, mm. and a party of like 30 will we'll just clear out this basement and yeah. we'll all divide up the kingdom evenly. <laughs> By 30. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm a little bit nervous about what Sebastian's going to do or what is going to happen with him. Because isn't he on like some kind of vengeance sort of thing too? Vengeance. <laughs> he, he is it, it's something that has crossed his mind it was something that crossed his mind about like 20 years ago um, he really never thought that this day would co ever come and so he's kind of uncertain with what he's going to do now like he's part He's partly excited because he can finally try to get revenge on his for his family, but at the other other side, he's terrified because he knows what his uncle is capable of. Mm -hmm. So it's unpredictable at this. I point. I I guess my concern is like maybe we maybe we aren't ready for whatever's down here in the basement, and this is like. Something else that is going to happen in the meantime. Or maybe we should just like speed run into the basement to get away from the way scarier. So I'm not really sure. Isaac's a bit scarred because I just faced down to like a hundred. Uh, um, like a hundred gnolls yeah. in, a, in a siege. So it's like nothing scares me. <laughs> For level seven characters, I did that at level five. Hey, they uh, they faced down a, a horde of orcs. Yeah, it was a lot. I don't even know how many were in there. There's uh, I think 150. Last for like how many sessions? Like three? Was, uh, two or three. Yeah. Like forever. <laughs> I've got it all recorded. What level were you guys at at the time? Six. Six. Yeah. You, you get some nice abilities at six. Well, and they they also had a they had walls that Sebastian had been so genius to devise and have built around Fandolin. So otherwise, that probably would not have gone well. <laughs> and Erica had her spirit guardian. Yeah, Erica. And by the way, Erica, I haven't heard from you about uh, the some of this session ending. She's probably. Sebastian was drunk off his ass, so that really helped a lot too. I am watching. I was indeed very drunk, especially at the beginning. Yeah, not in real life. Uh, well, maybe in real life. I don't know about that. But um, in character, uh, yeah, he got. They were like in the middle of a party when the bell started ringing in town, and it's like, yeah. Okay. So he's just completely like just like falling over over his drunk ass. With no armor. Yeah, he left your armor back in the house. <laughs> And Yemek is just passed out, right? <laughs> he just like yeah, I, I carried him back up, and then that's when I was able to get my armor. Yeah, and by the time you make it, you actually did end up helping though, because you did the uh, the sphere of flaming fire, sphere. a flaming sphere yeah. on the, uh, the the gate. Sorry, this isn't this session. This was sessions ago. Um, <laughs> so, Erica, is there any any thoughts you had on the se the session ending? Uh, anything you wanted to share before we we uh, end this recording? Podcast discussion, honey. Oh, can you hear me? Now I can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think we're screwed. <laughs> but uh, I think we did a good. It was a good cliffhanger for sure. It was a good run, guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys wanted to like start new characters, right? That was, that was like everyone I wanted just to just one. have a TPK. Yeah, Abacus over here, just like what the fuck. Sorry, second one. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, All right, well, I think that wraps up pretty much everything. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about about the list last session? No, only just that we were, we role played so well, and you didn't record it. I know, right? I feel like that was like like you guys all liked that session. You loved the ending. You liked all this yeah. stuff. We were pl role played well, and I'm the one idiot who didn't freaking record it. Yeah, I, I have like three inspiration stacked up, and I can't and I can only have, have save one. 
Yep, yep, yeah, you only get the one yeah, bite. Yeah, I, like, I felt like the last one, though, before that even, we had a lot of, like, good I think, moments. I think in general, the party's getting really good at interacting with each other. Um, Can I hand an inspiration off to somebody if, uh, if I wanted to spend it? Like, okay, so yes and no. If you get one and you already have one, you just still have one. You can't do something like that. But you actually can use your inspiration to inspire someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that I don't know that anyone's ever used in this campaign, but I feel like they sh No, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you should have, though. Like, there's times where I, I think you could have benefited, like, not that I was thinking at the moment you could, like, oh, they should do that, but more specifically, like, now looking back at it, I feel like there's times where you're like, man, I wish I had inspiration, and someone else is just sitting there with inspiration, not talking, like... Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, side question, uh, I forget, what what is our inspiration? Is it re-roll a d20, or yeah. you get, like, a... Okay, yeah, sure. basically, basically, well, I guess I haven't looked, so no, technically you get advantage on something. And the way, okay. the reason that's technically advantage rather than re-rolling is because if you already had advantage, you don't get to roll, you don't get to th roll a third die. It, yeah. You know, just like advantage doesn't stack, your inspiration doesn't, anyway, the point is, um, but if you're, if you're running, if you're rolling something and you're either at disadvantage or you're at just nothing, you can choose to uh, make disadvantage regular or make regular advantage. Do you have to declare before you? Nope. Roll? After. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Go. So you could roll at disadvantage, see that you got a uh, twenty and a nineteen, and be like, "Oh, I don't need to use it." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and stop recording. Uh, we are actually under an hour, so that's cool. Um, I will. I, I want to add one thing. Oh yeah. I don't know if you already thought. Nope. It as a joke. He didn't really do this, but as a joke. Sebastian secretly casted prestigitation on his underwear after his uncle <laughs> After what? After his uncle after walked in. Oh. oh, okay, yeah, okay, I get, I get what you're, I get what you're putting down. <laughs> you picking up the brown trousers? <laughs> Alright, well, I think that concludes our, uh, uh, what do we, tavern talk, uh, decisive toss tavern talk. Uh, but yeah, I mean until next time and we can do this other times sometimes too But this one in particular because I was a dumb-dumb um, If you guys also wouldn't mind helping me remember to record that'd be great I've got a sticky note now, but that's probably not even enough because I'm sometimes in the moment, but um, Yeah, uh, well, thank you guys for joining uh, you're welcome to continue to stay around or leave You're always welcome to leave whenever you want unlike normal sessions where I own you for that amount of time uh, this one's a little bit more come and go. Uh, but yeah, thank and you guys so much. And uh, what was that, Abacus? Or Isaac? Uh, we're still on for the third. Yep, right? we're on for the third. And I will uh, see you next time. Is it Decisive Toss yet? That doesn't work. I don't know is why I said that. Is it a day of the week yet? Yeah, is it a day of the week? Because we don't have a normal day. <laughs> All right, uh, see you guys next time. Thank you, listeners and fans and Corin. We love you. Bye. That one, that one listener. <laughs>